Walking with the Shadows with special guest Gemma Jade. Episode 6, Season 2 of the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. Welcome to the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. Coming to you from the glacial dumping grounds known as the Michigan Basin. I'm Michelle. And I am Wayne. And we are a Michigan-based husband and wife educator and podcasting duo that after having a UFO sighting in March of 2018, have started to examine UFOs and other paranormal topics within Michigan and beyond. Topics include UFOs, the paranormal, conspiracy theories, ghosts, alternative history and archaeology, cryptids, and all things strange and paranormal. So sit back, grab a drink, and come along with us on this journey down the paranormal rabbit hole. Hey everyone, welcome back. Hello everyone. It is June 2nd. 2022 yes we are officially in june the days are getting longer oh summer is here and so are the shadow people great time of year i'm so a night person during the summertime yeah i'm ready to make that change of getting up late staying up late just being late for everything but what we're not going to be late for is our guest tonight Miss Gemma Jade returns to the podcast and talks to us about those shadow people. And a little bit of everything. Yeah, and since we have such a long and intense interview with Gemma, I think we should just jump right into this. What do you think? Absolutely agree wholeheartedly. Well, Michelle, I think it's that time. What time is it? It's time for... What's in the news? (laughs) Yes, what is in the news? Well, the Associated Press on May 28th of this year released that The Conjuring Home sells for 1.5 million. Paranormal investigations continue. Burlville, Rhode Island, the Rhode Island farmhouse that inspired the 2013 horror movie The Conjuring, has been sold to a Boston developer who plans to keep it open to the public. (laughs) Here, take a tour and take something home with you. (laughs) Yeah, uh, don't mind those uh, ghost and shadow people in the corner. I'm, I'm telling you of all things to keep open to the public, the house of The Conjuring. Um, the 18th century home in Burlville sold for 1.5 million on Thursday, far higher than the 1.2 million asking, asking price. So wait a minute. They were asking 1.2, but somebody came along and said, Hey, here, take 1.5. Oh, yeah. You've got a house that's associated with a movie. True, true. Surprised it didn't go for double that. This purchase is personal for me. Buyer Jacqueline Nunez, owner of Wonder Group LLC, told the Boston Globe, it's not a real estate development. It's around my own beliefs. Nunez and the couple who sold the home, Corey and Jennifer Heinsen, jointly announced the sale on Facebook. Nunez plans to continue the paranormal business the Heinsen's 
uh, started. Guests will be able to continue the nightly paranormal investigations. Day tours will resume and there will be live streamed events. The Heinsons who bought the home in 2019 will remain involved. Now, wait a second. It's 2022. They bought it in 2019. Something happened. Uh, Yeah, they turned (laughs) that thing around in three years. That is a fast turnaround. So the movie wasn't filmed at the home, but was based on the experiences of a family that lived there in the 1970s. Nunez said she is not afraid of the house. I don't believe the energy here is malevolent. Things will happen here that will startle me, but not harm me. She said, I look forward to experiencing things. Oh my God. Okay. Let's, (laughs) let's just open ourselves up to, uh, you know, things not going to harm you. What in the world? I was going to say, I'd like to see how long she keeps. <laughs> she well, lasts. here's the thing. It's not that she's going to live there. It sounds like if she's just keeping it public, I just wonder if she'll have like a, a you know, a, I don't want to say a caretaker, but like a group that comes in and makes sure that everything is like neat and organized, oh, I'm sure. but that. Yeah. You know, it's just there. Well, somebody's going to be running the, the tours. Yeah, and, the business end of it. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how long they last. Maybe we'll we'll see an article. In, let's see. This was on May twenty eighth of this year. So maybe uh, by about June thirtieth, <laughs> as soon as they take a tour of the basement, Conjuring Home up for sale. <laughs> Oh no! Two dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two dollars. Maybe Elon Musk will come along and and buy it. But come on, talk about opening yourself up to, you know, experiences and uh, I don't know hitchhikers. No, thank you. I don't know. I I think it's cool. I love those old historic homes and the fact now the, that the home is awesome. Yeah, I mean it that's the thing it's like you know one of those old historic homes yes it was you know put into a movie because of experiences from you know the 1970s it's like you wonder what happened after that anything happened in the 80s what well the i 90s? like what she said though Let, let's let's parse her words here for a minute nunez said she is not afraid of the house okay yeah the house is gorgeous it's it's a cool looking house it's not the house you have to worry about. Now, is it, Miss Nunez? Oh, I no. I like the things will happen here that will startle me, but not harm me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to like I don't live or exist in a place where I have jump scares happening all the time. You know, blood pressure medication is enough. I don't need to be on like anti-anxiety meds just to exist in my business. Yeah, that's so good times, though. We definitely wish her the best of luck. I'm just I'm just one of those people that I can deal with aliens and, you know, flying saucers and all that kind of stuff. But I am not a fan, even though I've had paranormal stuff happen to me. It just it creeps me out. It, It goes to a different like i don't know i've watched too many horror movies throughout my lifetime see i've i've never been into that stuff so oh i love them all right so now that we're talking about eerie things with the house from the country and you know what we need to continue this eerie vibe and get over to the interview with Gemma. she is an experiencer she's an intuitive clairvoyant and clairsentient 
but she's also psychic. And we kind of know how that whole psychic thing turned out, don't we, Michelle? Yeah, I've got my my special person who is attached to me. It's my energy. Well, and your person might have also kicked your butt there a little bit at the end of this interview, huh? Oh, yeah, there's... We'll talk about that yeah, at the we'll, end of we'll, we'll get to that, that part at the end. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, back for her second appearance, we would like to welcome... Miss Gemma Jade. Gemma, thank you for joining us. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm super excited to be back. You know, we when we had you on, it really felt like that we barely scratched the surface when we were talking about some of these topics, such as vampires, the psychic vampires, the fae, and there were so many other things we wanted to talk to you. So I was hoping we could just kind of jump right in and and start with one of these other topics. And Michelle and I had talked about this for a long time. And one of the things that we always hear about, and I actually saw them one time, didn't really realize what was going on, but these, this concept or this idea of shadow people, can you kind of fill us in and the audience? What, what is your take and your understanding of these shadow people? What are they? Where are they from? What do they mean? Okay, well, luckily, I do have um, a book coming out probably in like August or September, um, specifically about the shadow people. And it's going to be titled Shadow People Beyond the Sleep Paralysis Demon. And the reason I chose that title kind of leads into what you're asking because there are so many different (laughs) so many different types of shadow people um as far as we know and there nobody knows exactly what they are and the reason i think that nobody knows exactly what they are is because there are many different things i believe shadow people are What some beings and entities from alternate dimensions, realities, and possibly other planets, that they have to present themselves as shadow because that's all our eyes as humans can perceive. So I don't think shadow people are one thing. I've done several videos on them on my YouTube channel where I talk about how, you know, you'll get the ones that just kind of lurk there and don't do anything. You just wake up and you look over and they're there and and they, you know, seem like they're looking at you, but they don't move. They don't act in any way. And then you look again and they're gone. Then you get the ones that you see, you know, out of the corner of your eye that you kind of, once you look, they're gone, but you know, you saw it there. Then there are the, I call them the travelers. So it's the, the lurkers, the phantoms so far, the lurkers in the corner, the phantoms out of the corner of your eye. And then the travelers who are constantly like, you see them in motion. You look over and they're going either left or right or front or back, but they're seemingly paying no attention to you. And then there's the attackers, 
who most of us recognize from sleep paralysis or more and more lately, I have clients who are reporting being attacked while awake, while going about everyday life by shadow people. So they can be so many different things. I've myself had interactions with what I call, I don't know if I mentioned this this last time, the family of shadow people where I know there's a male, a female and a pet type presence. I keep doing hand quotes and nobody can see me, but that's what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) Well, no, you did not. You did not tell us about this. So yeah, uh, fill us in on this. Yeah, it kind of goes into what I'm I'm saying about it. They them possibly being extraterrestrials. I'm very new to the field ufology, uh, less than a year in, um, because I've been terrified of ETs and the words outer space my entire life, and I didn't know why. I've had some regressed memories come up of healings and possible abductions. I'm still exploring that. But I know I was visited several times as a child by extraterrestrials. Um, What we would say are the greatest, um, the short ones. So these shadow people one night after I had a convulsion that I had so much when I was little, um, and I would hallucinate things, but I knew I wasn't hallucinating. Um, you know, I guess it was the early nineties. You didn't really have to bring your kid to the hospital if they had a seizure, I guess, because my dad would just throw me in a bathtub full of ice water. And then when he pulled me out, I'd go on the couch and he'd put Um, ice washcloths about my body. I think the doctor told him to do that because I was having them so much and they were due to high fever um, onsetting very quickly. So I'd go from normal temperature to 104.3 in like 10 seconds. And that's what was causing them. So the ice water would take them down. So I remember very vividly these three beings stepping pretty much out of the wall. I think they were just coming out of like the darkness at the wall because it was really late at night. It was really dark. But to me, they were coming out of the wall and I identified them as male, female, and kind of like a little pet or a minion. Um, I don't know if shadow people have, you know, um, identity, like gender identity where they're male and female or whatever, but the energy that I was feeling as a physical medium, as a psychic, I, I kind of knew that, you know, they were male and female. And I started after a while, they would appear in my room. And I would wake up in a type of sleep paralysis, but it was a little bit different because I knew that the female energy was holding my arms down and the, all three of them, it was kind of like, um, that movie Dr. Sleep where they feed and you could see them sucking the mist out of the, the special or psychic person or the person with abilities. That's what they were doing to me. It was so weird. Um, not surprised Stephen King kind of got that right, but they were vampiric in some way, but after a while. I started telepathically communicating with them. Not that they gave me much information. Um, I called them the family. They still visit me. I just pretend like I don't see them. They know I'm pretending I don't see them, but I have to watch my son. Um, So I finally understood that shadow people in no form telepathically communicate. As far as my understanding and my extensive, very extensive research into the subject. So I'm starting to think that those particular shadow people are extraterrestrial. They told me they come from other. They told me they're not hurting me, but in fact, just need my energy to survive. Going back to vampires, right? Being vampiric, feeding off. I believe my abilities. Um, You know, again, I, I was this way since I was born. So they, you know, I remember 
you know, for a week or so after they would quote unquote feed on me, I would be really sick and kind of lame. My abilities were very off. I didn't see as much spirit. So they were definitely taking from me, but that's kind of bringing us back to why I believe a lot of shadow entities are actually extraterrestrials. And I do believe that shadow is a way that future um, earthlings, if you will, people from planet earth, humans show themselves when they're back in time. Um, I say back in time, a lot of people who are listening to this, if you've heard me speak, I don't believe in linear time like that. You're not reincarnated. There's no past, present or future. It's all now, but to use that, that, that word, um, when we travel back in time for whatever reason, I do believe we have to take on a shadow form, um, to stop running into our past selves or possibly interfering with something that would, you know, make us change as a collective. Yeah. Very interesting. I'll tell you the, there was two instances where I ran into and one of them, literally uh shadow people or a shadow person. Um, one time was, I was back with my, my kids, you know, living in a different location with my ex-wife. Nobody was home. I was there by myself. You were talking about like the sleep paralysis. And for mm-hmm. whatever reason, this day I had decided to take, I think I got home from college. It was an early day or whatever. And whatever. I just decided to go ahead and take a nap. So I go to sleep and it's mid afternoon and I wake up and I can move. I'm not um, suffering from the paralysis, but I hear what sounds like people moving around in the upstairs part of this house where, where our bedroom was. So I could hear this rustling and stuff that sounded like it was outside the door. Well, bedroom door was open. I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's one of the dogs got upstairs or whatever. And I, I, but I could swear I could hear it sounded like young kids or some kind of a distant voice. It was almost like a kind of echoey, you know, and I, I wasn't really sure what was going on. And then, so I turn and I look and I'm thinking maybe my kids somehow got home and I didn't know it. Cause I was going, I always picked them up from school and I turn and look through the doorway out into the hall And I saw what looked like three, maybe four shadows of people that were kind of across the floor and then up the wall and they moved toward the stairs. So away from my, my bedroom door. And then about a second later, and this is what really got me a second later while I was watching this, I'm going, what the hell was that? I then heard like the footsteps. I was like, wait a minute. It was, it was off. It was like, it was like the sound wasn't matching with the movement. Like Mm -hmm. first the movement happened. And then I could hear like the feet of somebody running and there was nobody. And I got up and there was nobody in the house. I was probably only asleep about a half hour. If that, I don't take many naps and I'm a very light sleeper. I mean, if the cats come in the bedroom, they wake me up walking through the door, you know, oh, I, interesting. yeah. So that it was, I didn't feel threatened or anything, but it was very bizarre how that happened. And it was almost like there was a, a, a time 
dilation or a time mm-hmm. difference. Of You're when not the I first saw person the to report that. Yeah. So I, I saw the movement and then the sound and it was a weird echoey sound. So that was like the first kind of experience I had. So um, do you want to elaborate on that? a little? Yeah, bit? I, I would love to. Um, I mean, I can talk about this for 10 days straight and not get tired. I mean, well, let's I'm not so give fascinated. away any secrets of your book or anything, you know? <laughs> no, no, maybe one or two though, to keep you yeah. guys uh, wanting to buy it. But um, by, by the way, just so everybody knows when you heard her giggling a little bit at the beginning <laughs> of her, her little talk there, I have her book and I'm going to tell everybody to get it. It's uh, the missing the faith theory by Gemma Jade. It's on, uh, uh, Amazon. This is where I got my very awesome book. If you're interested in the Fae and the theory of missing people and maybe their connection, you've got to check it out. And I know we talked about it a lot on our last interview with you, but yes, I actually have the book. And that's so cool. Thank so, you. I yeah. mean, thank you so much. Yeah. It's it's available Kindle Unlimited too, so you can't oh, beat there you that. Go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's actually how so I got was, mine. But when when are we going to get the audio book version? I'm waiting. I think I have to sell more books in order to get offered that, but I want Steve Stockton to narrate. So let's hope. Um, As far as your encounter with shadow people, it's not, I wouldn't say it's not abnormal because the, the sound discrepancy there um, I've only heard that once or twice before, but it was kind of like the same thing. Somebody woke up from a nap was fully awake at that point. And I guess, yeah, it was two other people. So both of them waking up from naps though, but fully awake. It had been at least 10, 15 minutes before they thought there was an intruder in their home. And it was kind of the same thing. It was like a group of shadow people hanging out, but, but theirs was like, you know, one leaning with like its elbow on the counter. Like it was like actually a group of teenagers hanging out in the kitchen, um, but very creepy. And then the, the same thing the one person was like, I can't deal with this and kind of turned from them like that, like didn't even want to um, remotely understand what was going on. Like, they're not hurting me. I'm just going to leave. Have a nice day. Um, But then it was the same thing. They heard, you know, the, the running, pounding through the hallway actually heard their sliding glass door open and shut, which is weird because usually they can just walk through. Um, So I don't, you know, I just, I think the reason I'm so fascinated by them too, is because it, the subject is so broad. There's, there's no way to condense this subject because we really have no idea. I came across one of my clients. I was doing a walkthrough of her house, which I don't like to do often, but if someone's really in need, I'll do it. And she actually had she was being full blown attacked, which you also don't see often. Now you see sleep paralysis episodes, but this person was being attacked, literally grabbed by her hair and and bashed into walls by shadow people. One specific shadow entity that she somehow felt was the same one each time. And what I realized in my walkthrough was that this shadow person thought she was a shadow person. Um, 
when I do walkthroughs and our shadow people, I usually don't get much from them unless I can tell the entity underneath, like what is presenting or projecting itself as a shadow. Um, because other entities will do that, you know, demonic entities, even restless spirits, they'll show themselves as shadow to scare off the human, um, to, to either be left alone or to feed off the fear, right? This shadow person thought she was a shadow person and wanted her to take her to whatever dimension it was coming from. And this was really scary. And I did not know, I usually have some suggestion for how to at least tone down whatever's going on, or, you know, you need to bring in this person or you need to bring in that kind of like, um, and I'm no Amy Allen, but kind of like what she does on the dead files, um, which is my favorite show. I love her. And I actually saw her have a case just like that on the dead files. And I had to go back to it and take what she suggested, which I don't even remember what it is, but it'll be in my client notes and tell her like, look, this is where I got this idea from because I am stumped. Um, and that's the crazy part about them. Now I, I know a lot of people, and I think this is worth mentioning in sleep paralysis will feel like they're being attacked or they'll say that they don't feel like they're being attacked, but they feel like they're in a state of paralysis and they sense a dangerous entity. They'll see like a shadow being out of the corner of their eye and they'll sense danger or evil, but they won't actually be attacked. And I just want to say for that, when we sleep, um, we are, our spirit travels. Okay. Whether we want it to or not, and whether we believe it or not, it does. And what we do from what I understand from my guides is we visit our higher self. We kind of have these little meetings, not all the time, but sometimes with, um, extraterrestrial entities, beings from other dimensions who we're the only ones with emotion. Like we have, we are, a lot of us are ruled by emotion. You know, we have this wide range of emotions, whereas other entities and beings and extraterrestrials understand the concept of emotion, but they don't feel as many as we have. So they'll ask a question. Like I always give this example, say you're in a physically abusive relationship, a woman being physically abused by her husband or, or male, you know, partner. And she gets an opportunity one day to completely walk out scot-free and leave him and go and live with her parents and, you know, walk away clean, but she doesn't take it. So these entities are higher. So we all want to understand why didn't you take this as an amazing opportunity. And we try to explain love and all that kind of stuff. But while we're doing that, if we don't know how to protect ourselves before sleep, and I do believe everyone, whether you have abilities or not, or known abilities should be protecting themselves before sleep, even if it's with prayer. Um, these entities can jump into your body and overtake you. And that is the lurking feeling um, of seeing the shadow person at the corner of your eye because they are waiting for an opportunity to pounce into you and overtake you for possible possession. Now, you mentioned the one client, and I'll tell you my other story here in a minute. Has that been the only client that you've had to deal with, violent shadow people affecting her? What? No, um, that was the only one where the shadow person thought she was a shadow person. Sometimes I'll get shadow people that are actual shadow people, and I don't know what they are. Um, I don't know where they come from, but I've seen people attacked by other entities, um, you know, like I said, producing themselves or projecting themselves as shadow. But I get a lot of cases where people are experiencing the being violently attacked, 
suffocated, strangled during sleep paralysis. And more and more lately, they're getting marks to show it. A shadow person leaving finger marks on someone's throat. Things like that, you know, and I look into these people. Um, a lot of the times they're people I know and or love because I don't like doing that. Um, but most of it's um, sleep paralysis, paralysis attacks, but some of it, yeah, they'll just be walking around and be pushed from behind onto the ground and they turn around and look up and there's a shadow entity there and and then poof, it's gone, you know? So I am receiving a lot more reports of them becoming physically violent than, you know, five years ago. So a good thing you've got this uh, book coming out then. It sounds like you have a lot of material that you can use for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the other story I was going to tell you, and I've told this story before on the show, is back in our younger days, we, you know, when I was playing in a band and I was 20 something with a bunch of other 20 something year old guys and wanting to freak ourselves out and anybody that wanted to come along, we would go into the tunnels of an abandoned, uh, what is it, an insane asylum, Michelle? What yeah, was that? Very much. It's a very famous place. What, now they've Eloise? Turned, Eloise. Yeah. It, now they turned it into a haunted house or something like this now. So, okay. you know, they're taking people through there. But anyways, back when it was closed down, it had been run down. You could you could basically trespass onto the grounds and you could get into some of the buildings. And then there was this huge elaborate. I mean, it was a labyrinth of tunnels that ran from building to building on this huge campus. And it was for like mentally ill people. And I think they had used it at one point for tuberculosis patients way, way back. I mean, that's it had been usually around. the transformation. Yeah. We were down in the tunnels and it's dark. I mean, there's no sunlight, there's no light or anything. And people are using their lighters and stuff to light the tunnel. We don't know where the hell we're going and people are really freaked out. And my one buddy, uh, Chris, standing next to me and he was the singer in the band and he had a little um, lighter going and it was shining down the hallway just enough that we could make out a figure of a very large what I would say would be a, a man but had to be almost six and a half seven feet tall and this this dude took up most of the the tunnel and I was like there's somebody down here we have to run. We have to run. And, uh, you know, and, and we were like, well, we can't see. We don't know where to go. And you could hear. Dum, 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 dum. And we look back and we start the lighter again. We look back and we just see this shadowy figure coming right for us. And we could hear the running. It, and again, it was one of those situations where I think I could see legs moving, but the sound was out of time. And, and and maybe it has something to do with these time travelers or these people stuck somewhere. But I break, I took a half a step back with my right leg and I braced myself like a boxer and put my hands up and I'm kind of looking underneath my arms, you know, kind of shielding my head and just waiting to get slammed into by whoever's charging us. And when it hit us, it was, it was a mist and it felt cold and damp and it, it went right through us. And it was the weirdest damn thing. I, I swear to God, 
I mean, I've had some other things, but with like this shadow, the shadow people thing, this the, we we left after that. It was it, we were done. It, it, and you it should, showed us and who's boss. It's never a good idea to roam around in places like that. But I mean, I did it too, knowing what I knew back then. You know what I mean? Um, I oh, didn't know nothing. In, you know, I, I tried I mean, to fit in. I tried to be that person who knew nothing. You know, but as far as um. First of all, I, I noticed shadow entities do hang around places like that um, old insane asylums, for lack of a better term, um, places, um, hospitals where people are sick, death, feeding off not only the negativity of these sick people, but in a place like that, that's been long abandoned, feeding off the residual negativity. And sometimes I've encountered shadow people who I believe are jinn where they're trapping other souls and spirits there. And I've noticed what you just described, that experience, um, not so much it um, blasting into a, a mist, but sometimes the, the spirits that are trapped there by the malevolent or evil entity, the jinn or whatever else it may be, will try to project themselves as big as possible and give the illusion of danger because they're actually scared and very lost. What you encountered might have been, you know, a past, a long since past patient who, you know, the dead do go out of their mind after death. It does happen. Not that there's a mind, you know, I, I'm not going to get into the whole physics of like your mind and your soul, because I don't know much about it. I just know what I know. And that's that you can go insane, you know, like for instance, someone who doesn't know they're dead, someone who's murdered and dies quickly, um, may spend all of eternity until they connect with a physical medium or someone willing to help and capable of help wondering what the heck happened to them reliving it over and over and over again. And they'll start to take on this outward projection of something monstrous sometimes um, to strike fear in the people around them because they are so scared and don't know what's going on. Um, and that illusion of being attacked or that illusion of danger is sometimes a defense mechanism of a lost, forgotten, and really sad kind of soul who's just begging to move on, but can't. Um, there are plenty of entities who can keep souls around. You know, I don't know why that's allowed. You know, I'm very religious. I don't talk about it a lot because YouTube's not the place for religion, um, not in the paranormal community anyway, but I don't know why that's allowed um, for these lower vibrational or evil entities to be able to, to claim souls, but some of them are. And um, I think that what you experienced, that particular one may have been, um, unfortunately, a lost soul just trying to scare you off because it was more scared of you. Yeah, it's possible, but it, it did its job because that, <laughs> that was the last time we ever went there. And I remember we left pretty fast after that. And uh, I do remember, too, there was a lot of like satanic like paintings and stuff that people would break in there and they would paint on the walls and you'd see all the upside down crosses and pentagrams yeah. and all of this kind of stuff. And you could tell there was probably some shady stuff that was going on in that place too, by other people. God only knows what was going on in there, but yeah, just, uh, that was the last time 
we ever did anything like that that cured us uh, of that so it did its I'm job really well because yeah. I, I wish that would happen with everybody because people using ouija boards people um just picking up their vlogging camera and going ghost hunting through a cemetery it's i know that it's hard because of our love for things that are scary and paranormal and our wish to see things but for someone like me who just sees it anyway and understands the spirits part of it um it's actually really dangerous. Um, there are portals and vortexes and, and uh, everywhere, you know, everywhere. I've had to close so many of those. And some of them I, I wasn't strong enough to do. I had to call in other people and, and hope that they help. And these things can be opened literally by so much residual energy, even just residual energy. If there's enough of it, like in a same asylum that used to be a place where they housed tuberculosis patients, right? Um, my husband and I, for three and a half years, were not getting along. And I, I say this because there was a lot of fighting, arguing, me crying, him being angry, all of this stuff that, you know, a few weeks ago, we we're finally like, listen, we're going to get it together. And, you know, he's not psychic. He laughs. He thinks it's funny. Um, but for me, every time I walked downstairs into the living room, the kitchen, dining room, living room area where most of the arguing took place, I felt like I was choking. Um, so I had to actually clear my own house. I had to clean out under the beds, clean out the closet, sage and smudge everything. Um, last week, and, and this is more um, images, quote unquote, of shadow people. I was doing a stream, my live stream for four and a half hours where I pull one Oracle card for everyone who comes in. I have my friend, uh, Steven, Ghost Dragon ZW with me. And all of a sudden towards the end of the stream, I saw him getting really uncomfortable, nervous. I saw him putting his hands together like he was praying. Um, and he takes my list of people that come in. So he needs to be focused. And I'm trying to pick up what's going on. I look up and all of a sudden I see three small beings walk out of his wall. They either came from in the window or out of the wall. And they looked exactly like, um, you know, like the old ghost costumes where you cut you know, two eye holes and plop it on a little toddler, you yeah. know, like a three yep. and a half inch kid. It was that, but black, three of them. And one of them had bright blue eyes. Now, these entities are what I call tricksters. A lot of people would see them like they're shadow figures, like a miniature shadow figure, but they're not. They're tricksters. And 98% of the time, they're associated with Native Americans. Um, and they are mischievous. They're not usually evil. But you get that 2% of the time where they're not associated with Native Americans or their culture and they're demonic. And that's unfortunately what walked through Stephen's wall. The third being, I'll get to that in a minute because I can't even believe what I was seeing. Um, nobody else in the chat even saw this. People were rewinding their videos. Nobody saw it. By the end of the stream, Stephen clicked off extremely quickly. And when I messaged him after, I said, what was that? Because I said, oh, there are tricksters that just came out of your wall. I thought it was funny not realizing what I was really looking at. And he had been burned and bruised on his left arm during the stream. And he's now got these evil en entities in his home um, attaching, I believe, to his son. I'm trying to work on him with that. I sent him a whole box of stuff to try to help him. But the third entity was an ET. And it was curious about the other two entities. And it was presenting itself as the other two entities were presenting themselves as a little black ghost thing, um, which I thought was funny because this extraterrestrial was literally presenting itself to me as E.T. from the movie covered in a black ghost sheet. Um, that's how it wanted me to see it. 
Um, I don't know what happened there with the ET. Um, he said that he had nightmares that night of being um, abducted, which I don't think are nightmares. So I'm working with that, but I bring that up just to say another kind of shadow person, you know, trickster. And the reason that happened is because I think with all my channeling and, and connection with the people that come into that group, there's like 40 or 50 of us, somebody's abilities activated um, immediately. Somebody who didn't know they were a medium or a psychic or, or something activated. It broke all the barriers on my property. It like broke all of the spells I have um, at my house in near and around my home. It took my protection off me and my son. And I think it brought these things into the house. Um, into Stephen's house. Someone just activated quickly and deactivated everything else. My son was freaking out because I keep all of the negativity as best I can out so he doesn't see it. I had to redo my entire property because of these things that look like shadow people. So you also, I know I went off on a rant there, but I wanted to get that out because you really have to know what you're seeing. And if you're inexperienced and you're just out looking for some fun or a good scare, you could really end up being hurt or killed. Yeah, and we talked about this a little bit on our our last show with you about the teenagers that, you know, play with the Ouija board. And a lot of the times it's, you know, the females, the young teenage females that, you know, seem to have a lot of bottled up energy in them. Um, and a lot of people, and, and I even said this before, will will uh, relate poltergeist activity to a teenager especially a female teenager in the house, you know, going through puberty and things like that, that can manifest these poltergeist. Um, but kind of talking about that before we leave the shadow people idea, do you think that the, the, with all the, I, I guess you could say different genres or maybe even species of shadow people that you're, uh, discovering and learning about, do you think there might be a tie to the idea of the whole succubus and incubus type of entity that people um, report it being like strapped down in their bed and, you know, physically assaulted and things like that? As of right now, I haven't come across anything that would say that the two are um, the same. Maybe similar in the behavior, but incubus and succubus, I know them to be demonic always. Um, and shadow people, you know, again, there's so many different things that they could possibly be like we discussed. And when I speak to my guides or my higher self, when I speak to other psychics, Reiki healers, anybody I can get my hands on that knows anything about anything, even when I channel spirit, nobody will tell me or anybody else, no, no one from over there, nothing from over there will speak on the sixth dimension. And it has me wonder if maybe it's something to do with shadow people. Because when I ask my guides, like, what about the sixth dimension? You know, seventh are for Bigfoot and ninth are for this one and eighth are for Faye. I, you know, that's not the actual dimensions, but I'm just saying. Um, they're like, the human mind isn't ready right now and couldn't possibly wrap their mind around the sixth dimension. And then they move on. Um, it's like unspeakable. I've spoken to other psychics, mediums. They all say the same thing. Um, you know, so I, I want to, I'm probably going to put that in the book too, as like a little, maybe one little chapter of like, is there a correlation between 
you know, but shadow people, I believe are being all their own. The jinn, you know, they've been here longer than us. They've been here since the beginning of time and they're pissed. They don't like humans and they're going to feed off of us. And I believe, you know, once feeding off my mother's vulnerability with the passing of my stepfather in February, she's undergoing all these attacks. And every time I go to her house, I don't challenge the thing. I, you know, you don't challenge the dead and you don't command the dead unless you're commanding them to leave. You don't command them to show themselves. That is the most, oh my gosh, it's so dangerous. I just got chills. Like you don't do that. But I've, I've said to it, you know, show yourself to me, you know, um, focus on me tonight. And I've never once like had any issue with the thing. And my mother and my older son do not have issues with it when I'm in the house. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I would think it'd come more when I'm there because they, some of them feed off of um, people with abilities. Do you think there's something going on and there's an increase of these attacks that something's happening in the world or, or something's, I know we talked before about uh, what is it, mercury in retrograde. Right. Um, it, it, is there something that's triggering these yeah, there definitely is. I was, um, it's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine today, um, Miss Lotus girl, and she was, we, she and I were discussing kind of the same thing. And what I think is happening is this collective consciousness shift where a lot of us in this community, even the ufology community, whether they know it or want to admit it or not, are going through a shift in consciousness where we're elevating spiritually from 3D to 5D, seeing things clearer, being more spiritually enlightened and aligned, um, wanting this knowledge. You know, that's why so many more people are coming into the spiritual side of it instead of this, I want to see a ghost side of it. Um, and we're shifting energetically as a collective, the entire world, the entire planet, you know. But with all the good ascension, there's going to be the bad. And there are the people who their mission is to stop that. There are also entities whose mission is to stop that. And I believe these attacks are happening to people, again, whether they know it or will admit it, who have some sort of ability that is threatening to the darkness. Um, someone like me who, you know, brings these things to light and just, I just, tell you what it is and I hope it doesn't scare you but I'm going to tell you anyway type thing and all the people who are in the beginning of their search who are like just looking for answers you know evil doesn't want good to win at the end of the day it's the age-old tale but it really is true now more so than ever because the veil that usually they say thins on Halloween right and it does but it's so much thinner now than it was 10 years ago and 20 years ago and more people are being like what happened in my my uh, stream last week activated just um, spontaneously and not knowing what to do with that. So that's when the evil will come in and try to trick them, you know, and um, in a little bit, I'd like to talk about a, a new entity that I'd come across recently, um, you know, but I don't want to lose this subject, but I do feel like, yes, the collective consciousness shift, more people coming into Reiki, like I said, spirituality, even yoga, meditation, mindfulness. Um, and there is a force that wants that stopped. There is spiritual warfare going on all around us. Most of us can't see it, but a lot of us are aware of it and we don't realize. Do you think that people such as yourself that seem to have these, um, uh, th these abilities that are turned on are constantly having this around them and, and maybe people that are being attacked 
are are finding they don't know they have these abilities so these entities are drawn to them so for instance like what i'm what i'm thinking of is like okay i'm a, i'm an entity i'm looking for somebody that can hear me or talk to me or i can feed off of in in this case and i know hey there's Gemma. My, she's standing out like a, a lighthouse in the darkness. I'm going right to her. Now you have people that are interested in the spirituality type of situation, and they're turning things on that they don't even realize they're turning on and becoming a beacon for these these things. And spiritual warfare then starts to happen against them, and they're not even aware that they're in a in a war at all. That's ex- that's exactly a way to put it. And even people, you know, um, I feel the person who came into my chat, for instance, and spontaneously activated, I think she's like 55 years old and she's always had very strange experiences, but she never really put two and two together that she had abilities. Her abilities spontaneously activated because she was coming into my stream where I'm channeling. She had been looking into things like shadow people, uh, consciousness, you know, elevation, and it activated her. So now she's, you know, she came into my stream the other night and told me that she was held for almost 40 minutes uh, up against her garage door by something she knew was evil. Um, Why is this all of a sudden happening at 55 or 60 years old to this poor woman? Because in search of spirituality and getting closer to God consciousness or or whatever you want to call it, she activated um, finally, you know, her, her, and these energies can see what her mission is, can see what her purpose is. They want to stop that. There is a spiritual war going on 24, seven, 365 around all of us, every single one of us, whether you're involved in any of these communities or you're just a regular Joe working a nine to five every day in an office, most people just can't see it. And that's the blocks and the, um, like the perimeter I have to put up around my property, you know, that's to stop my son from being able to see it and to stop drawing more things to us. Um, I've seen though, where you have to be careful. Don't just go putting salt around your property because I've also seen people one um, trap entities in who were just kind of passing through at the time and they could be evil or they really get pissed. And also I know that my salt barrier, if I walk outside right on the edge of that barrier, there's at least three lesser vibrational or demonic entities and a couple of shadows. Why? Because it's a challenge. Oh, she thinks I can't get in stupid human. I'm going to get in. And it sounds crazy, but it is true. And I see it all the time. People think they're doing the right thing. They salt their, you know, I also bury spell jars and do protection charms and all that. You can't just go around salting or smudging or saging because you can trap something. You can open something please know what you're doing. That's of the utmost importance because you can live in a house for 40 years, never have activity, make one small mistake, and then you're overrun. Let's say somebody wanted to learn about these abilities and maybe want to deal with this um, type of a demonic possession or these entities, and they wanted to learn about being able to handle that without having to contact somebody such as yourself, because there's nobody in their city, nobody close by. Mm -hmm. They kind of know what's going on, but how would you recommend that they would um, learn and be able to protect themselves and do something about these entities without getting hurt themselves? 
So let's say in the case, are you talking about like if someone say is suddenly finding themselves being attacked and like haunted or, yeah, or whatever like you, you were just mentioning about your mother, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you're not close to her. She doesn't know anybody around her, let's say. And, and just as an example, and now she's the only one that can do this. Where, where does she start? What, what is she, what can she do? There's what I'll tell you. Um, if, if you're in that situation, just like I told my own mother, find somebody, go out of your way. You, you have to, because you can learn to be more psychic and you can even learn to be a medium and open yourself up that way. As long as you learn, you know, the opposite, closing yourself, right. And protecting yourself, but there is no possible way. Like there are so many different entities out there. If you, even if you know what you're dealing with, a lot of the times you need a holy person. A lot of the time you need a practiced physical medium. There's, there's things that you can do to kind of, you can look these things up on the internet and I would look up, you know, if you see something that you think makes sense, look it up 10 different times in 10 different places and see if it all says the same thing to lessen it a little bit. But I would never suggest under any circumstances, trying it for yourself. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're stuck on a desert Island, you have to find a way, um, you find a way to lessen it until you can get a professional out there to help you because God forbid you should accidentally trap something or open up a portal and bring more things through. And a lot of it has to do to Wayne with the land. Um, you know, the earth is pretty dang old, you know, and we're just building, even if it's a brand new house, it doesn't, how old is the land it's on? Um, I went to a town and again, to bring her up, cause I love her. Amy Allen had the same issue when she went to a town. Mine was in PA. I don't know where hers was, where the whole town was like, I I couldn't breathe. I was in tears the entire time. The entire town was overrun with dead people. And it was because of Native American massacre, the blood that ran into the ground, the curses and, that were put up. And I mean, I didn't know how anyone lived there. Sometimes I go into places and I'm like, I don't know how the living live here. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand it. Um, I believe everyone has abilities to some extent. I believe everyone's born with the same abilities, the abilities that I have. I believe everyone's born with pretty much everything or at least one thing. It's just we're we're fine-tuned from the minute we're born that, you know, oh, that's nonsense. Ghosts aren't real. There's no monster under your bed. No. I uh, recently had some offline conversations, and then Michelle and I talked to online uh, Jared Murphy. Mm -hmm. And um, he's now doing a a weekly conversation with Lynn Wallington on rebellious rebellious ufology and love her yeah great and we're gonna be interviewing her in the end of July love her she's my mentor yeah she's uh she's definitely one of a kind very very awesome um but when we talked to Jared. And I'm, I'm kind of with him on this camp and the whole idea of this terra preta, this manufactured terraformed type of soil, which has certain abilities to it that they find all over the world that activates certain things within people. Um, it, it, I'm still looking into it, but, you know, when you talk about things, uh, going to graveyards and, and let's say, and you're burying people, you know, uh, the bodies in, in the ground, 
you have Terra Preta possibly in that area, which is supercharged, which could open up portals. Or if you're walking onto Terra Preta and, and you might have a little bit of an ability, it's going to reactivate mm-hmm. those abilities in you and that you know we were thinking and jared i I don't want to speak for him i don't have his book yet or anything like that but the idea is is that this land can activate certain things in your dna and that we are Mm -hmm. basically walking memories of a time long ago before we were you know a lot of us 76,000 years ago were wiped out, but we, it wasn't aliens that helped us build this, that, or the other, it was us. And it was activated through our use of this Terra Preta, this bioengineered soil is the best way. I I don't know a ton about it, but it just seems like underneath, yeah, underneath these uh, megalithic structures and things like that, which haven't been tested, but It'd be very interesting to see to go under like uh, Machu Picchu or under the Great Pyramids and dig down and see if that soil is present underneath these these giant megalithic structures. Mm. And I, I, the reason I I bring this up is because there's always this talk about a um, uh, like a theory of everything when it comes to paranormal, UFOs, science, all of this stuff. And this kind of fits that bill of why are there these different entities? Well, these could be very advanced humans that they don't need to expose themselves to us. They know how to move in different ways that, and what would it, what would a hundred thousand year old human look like today that, you know, from might've evolved and looked differently, especially with the use of certain technologies. And so his idea and the name of his book is uh, not, it's not aliens worse. It's us. And that's the name of his YouTube channel, Not Aliens. Um, and it's fascinating, but I think there's possibly something to it that will that connects all this and connects abilities like you have. And why can some people see this and why and others can't? Well, maybe when you were born, you were raised and played outside on Terra Preta and you had no idea, none. And that activated that. It, that makes so much sense. I never heard it of that um, about the soil, but it does make sense because it's like you said, just like I was saying, there are some areas, you know, I always protect myself. I don't allow entities to jump into me, but there have been a couple of times when I've just been, you know, on vacation, like in Texas and Fort Hood, I was walking my niece to school and then all of a sudden I'm crying and I'm screaming, what's going on? Help me. I had been jumped by an entity and my niece is sitting there filming me um, thinking I'm kidding, you know, cause she was only like seven at the time. She didn't understand my abilities. And I, you know, I couldn't, I was on the ground and I, I had this entire death experience of a wandering entity there, but why did that happen there? There are wandering entities everywhere. You know, I went and spoke at a recovery group last night and there were six deceased in the room. Hey everyone. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors and some friends of the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, this is Chris Lato of the Chris Lato YouTube channel, retired F-16 pilot turned UAP investigator, and you are listening to Wayne and Michelle on the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. What is up, you guys? It's your girl, Gemma Jade, from Gemma Jade YouTube, Moonbear Oracle, Paranormal Chop Shop, and Spaced Out Radio After Hour Show. You're here listening to Wayne and Michelle with the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Jared Murphy of NotAliens.com, and you are listening to Wayne and Michelle from Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. What's up, everyone? This is Burton and Aaron from Lost in the Dark Podcast. And raise your horns because you're listening to Wayne and Michelle from Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. Hi, this is Seth Talk from MUFON and the author of You Have the Right to Talk to Aliens and the host of Alien Spirit TV with Sev on YouTube. You're listening to Wayne and Michelle at the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. Hey there, it's Richard Serrett, occasional weekend guest host of Coast to Coast AM and host of The Conspiracy Show. And you're listening to Wayne and Michelle's Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. Hi, this is Terry Lane Keel, Director of MUFON Memberships, Investigator, Demonologist, and Author of Alien Healing, The True Story of a Benevolent Extraterrestrial. And you're listening to Wayne and Michelle on the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Schrett, military aerospace historian and private pilot. And you are listening to Wayne and Michelle at the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. And we're glad to have you with us today. Hi, this is Alex Zanovitsky, and you're listening to Wayne and Michelle on the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. What I'd like to show you guys is the infinite pool of experience and awareness, which can be found at luciuslabs.com. And it's a book that I've written after basically meditating for 27 years. Basically goes over modern physics and takes you all the way from modern accepted physics to understanding that we live in a layering of conscious types within time and that our consciousness is eternal. Why'd it happen there? You know, 
So I definitely, um, I, I really want to look into that. That's so interesting. And I just want to say before we move on, um, something I didn't get to bring up with shadow people. Um, and I don't know much oh, yeah. about it. I just want to mm-hmm. put it out there. I'm working on a theory that um, I've come across some shadow person possessions. Um, as far as, like I said, when we sleep, we leave our body and the shadow people wait and lurk, whatever they are actual entity is, I don't know. But I've come across a theory between my two most favorite topics um, besides the Fae, which is shadow people and BEK. And I'm wondering, there aren't just black eyed kids, there are black eyed people as well. Are these things shadow people, possibly extraterrestrial, possibly, who have jumped into children? I always said I wanted to see like missing persons posters from like the 18 or 19, early 1900s and look at the descriptions given, like have someone who encountered a BEK have a sketch done and then compare it to missing persons, missing children's from throughout the world and see if there's not a connection there. And I just did a video on my channel about how um, UFOs are possibly um, us from a very distant uh, future um sending um the ufos with the the intelligence inside to for whatever reason you know what if it's not aliens quote unquote it's actually us using these you know this very very advanced millennia away technology and sending it back in time to try to help us with something you know they're clearly experimenting on abductees you know um the video, I think one of the main theories I covered, um, and it's not my theory, it's just a theory I heard that I kind of made sense to me, um, is that the reason is because we can no longer, for whatever reason, um, reproduce. And we have to come back and harness uh, sperm and eggs and chromosomes uh, in order for in this, you know, millions of years down the line to continue um, being human. So, um yeah, I mean, it's all so fascinating. And again, I could just go on and on and on. And I usually do because I, I there's so much and it all connects and then doesn't connect. And it's massive. It's yeah. absolutely massive. It is. It's massive. And uh, one of the things that we had talked about, too, was uh, like past life regressions and things like that. When you go through these things, the idea is that your DNA is basically our DNA. We're all we're all carrying DNA of each other. We are, we are the backup for the human race that went through a cataclysm when Mount Toba erupted 76,000 years ago. And there was only 10,000 pairs of humans left. Everything was wiped out from these massive volcanic eruptions. So there's only 10,000 mating pairs left on this planet. That's scientific fact. We know know this. Yeah, there was there's a bottleneck of genetic material and things like that. So we are it. And, and what we have now is 8 billion people. You know, all of all of humanity is spread out throughout our genes. And we were talking that when you go through like a past life regression or you you think you've had these things happen to you, it wasn't you, but it was you. Because you are recovering, you're activating the DNA that has that memory. And then I asked Jared, I said, well, if you really want to throw evolution into a loop, just say there's no such thing as instinct. What everything is acting on is not instinct, it's programming. And the earth is basically a gigantic bio 
computer that's running in safe mode is that he likes to put it is that it's a computer. It, it, it's a, it's an organism that's basically been shut off since that massive destruction that happened. I mean, come on, people can say what they want. All you got to do is point to these megalithic structures that are up on mountains yeah, with, with perfectly shaped polygonal boulders that it would take a thousand people to move an inch with but modern equipment. Right. Right. <laughs> and they fit together perfectly. You cannot fit a piece of paper into the seams. They're, they're, they're bent. They're, they're like molded and everybody just goes, Oh, hammer, you know, copper chisel. They just sand at these things. That's that dismissiveness that yes. the enemy, that the lower vibrations that people want to depend on. That's my husband. I love him to death, but that is my husband. If I showed him that mark on my mother's arm, it is yep. clearly a handprint. My mother sleeps alone. My 17 year old son sleeps in the other room. No one else in the house. She wakes up with a clear handprint with fingers completely bruised onto her body. And he'd be like, Oh, she probably fell. And that's acceptable for him. Um, and I'm looking at his birth chart. I am very surprised. Um, but yet, you know, um, Back when I was using, if I left the house and he messaged me and said, Hey, where are you? And I'd be like, Oh, I'm home having lunch. He'd be like, No, I don't think you are. He has abilities. Uh, I'm just waiting for them one day to be activated. But but there are people like that. You know, um, my father's the same way. Um, I recently um came across, I I think I was saying before, a new entity that I hadn't encountered right um before, and it made me extremely nervous. And it's attached to my father. And I wanted to tell him and I've been literally actually crying over this scared and I talked to one of my friends and I said the only way I'm going to be able to explain this to my father my Irish Catholic father is by telling him I had a nightmare about it multiple times and that's why I think there's something going on because he'll take that I had a night I had a dream about grandma and she told me to tell you you know to cut the bs and stop doing what you're doing if I told him grandma visited me the other day while I was working on my book, he would completely dismiss me. But if I said, I dreamt about grandma and she gave me this message for you, he'd be in awe, like, oh my gosh, you know, my mother is giving me this message. So this entity, um, it's, I, I call it the addiction entity. And um, what it is, it's so hard to explain. And the reason I really wanted to talk about this just briefly here is because maybe some of your listeners, I have not found anybody else who's encountered this um, with or without abilities. Okay. So maybe um, someone would be able to help me out and I'll leave my email. Um, obviously I'm, I'm really, so what I'm seeing on my father, my father's um, pretty much a lifelong addict, um, 28 years now with the big H and he found a very young girlfriend, well, my age, so much younger, and she is doing the big H and the big C. So now he's doing both and pretty much killing himself. And what I saw attached to him was I took it as demon, but it like, wasn't fully formed. It was kind of disfigured. Did somebody just walk past your window outside? Uh, it was Michelle. Yeah, I had oh to my gosh. drink. Ah. Girl, you are killing me before yeah. I saw her hand behind him. I'm like, yeah, oh my I'm God. like quiet and in stealth mode. <laughs> well, what, uh, just so people know that be, directly behind me is like a curio cabinet, and in the back of the cabinet is a, is a mirror. And Michelle's got her camera off as we're doing this on Zoom. And she had gotten up to get something to drink. And so when I moved a certain way, you can kind of see Michelle in the 
in the reflection of the mirror behind me. And so <laughs> you, you don't want to be talking. It about was not intentional, though. Demonic <laughs> entities sure. and then having something moving around behind somebody yeah, else on the screen. Shadow wet on the blinds next to you. You have white blinds next to you. And I saw a shadow and I was like, oh, my gosh. All right. Well, sorry. And you <laughs> might also see our black cat. We have three cl- cats and the black cat likes to jump up behind me and blend in. Thanks for the warning. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just looking out for you guys. Um, <laughs> when I do interviews, I do connect um, with the other person's energy, and I just you know want to make sure. Um, but so this entity is I, I took it as very evil, lower vibrational, demonic. But here's the, the thing, and and this may sound very strange, guys. And again, because I'm not familiar with it, I don't know anything, and I can't find anything online either, really. So it's not fully formed it's a little um bizarre looking like its face is kind of ghoulish and all messed up it's it's fairly tall um i'd say about five foot eleven maybe you know up to six foot and its wings are not clearly formed like fully formed but they're very clear that they are there they hang back on the body this entity from what i picked up from it um and it was really enjoying telling me how it was feeding off of my father um, it, it, um, said that while it doesn't cause addiction and guys, I'm in recovery, I'm not indicting anyone who's, I'm not making a statement on that. I just want to make that very clear. I'm not stating one way or the other about addiction. I'm just talking about this specific entity that I, I came in contact with my dad. So it was telling me that while it doesn't cause the addiction, it, um, kind of roams around as energy looking for people who are very much addicted. And once these people are at their absolute most addicted where nothing else matters, um, which a lot of us get there in, in addiction, but there's a certain point you reach and then you really reach a point where most of us don't get to because by that time we die. So you're at this point and this thing is suddenly not only this evil half demon thing, but it's a creation of my father's energy that he, that all the negativity around him. So it's also a totem. So while it doesn't cause the addiction, it helps the, the addict make poorer decisions. It helps them get their hands on more of the drug. Um, and then once they die, it takes their soul and tortures it for all of eternity until they somehow remember the light. Um, which they usually don't do because of the torture. And for obvious reasons, um, this terrifies me because I know what happens when we die. I communicate with spirit all the time. And I didn't even know there was such an entity. I knew there were entities that could trap souls. Um, but there are more mediums than you think who the soul can come to and get some help. You know, there, there is help. And normally if the soul can just remember the light, um, usually Jesus, but I like saying the light because I don't want to make a religious statement either. I try to be real careful. Um, if they can remember that even for a split second, they, they will be freed. But this entity was so gleeful about that. Not like, that's not going to happen. Like once I have this soul, Um, so I can't find anything about it. And I'm wondering if anyone out there has heard of this, it might not even be just with addiction. It may just be with, um, very lows, maybe people who take their own lives. I don't know. Um, it really scared me and I'm not scared of much. I gotta be honest. So, um, really scared looking for answers. 
Yeah, the first thing that popped in my mind when you were explaining this thing was I'm I'm not I I don't know, I don't have experience with it, but what came to my mind was this is a creation of the person using and you're you're literally giving birth to this type of an entity as you slip further and further down that addiction rabbit or not rabbit hole but deeper down into that pit then this evil entity is what is is being birthed from it and then it would you know leave the host like a parasite and go to somebody else way to put it you know birthing it yeah and that's the thing i saw this thing um where it was like attached to someone else that I know and that my father knows who is recently in recovery. It was like it wandered the area. It was already um, a fully formed living energy and entity when it reached my dad. Normally, I think that's not the case from what it explained to me was that um, it had been a creation of someone else when it was, you know, yay big, you know, a few feet, you know, a few feet high. And then my father, because of how bad he is, fed it and fed it and fed it. Um, and it also feeds off his girlfriend as well. But the main attraction here is my father, a lifelong hardcore addict. Um, so it scares me. Um, I wish I had any kind of, I'm very artistic with words, but when it comes to like drawing, sketching, I am lucky to get a stick figure done without making a mistake. So I sketch it. So, um, I've been asking around, I've asked on all my live streams, I've asked in some videos, um, just maybe if anyone has any kind of idea of what this thing is, um, what I understood too, it cannot be exercise. Like I can't go and get rid of it for him. There's no crossing it over because you know, where would it go? There's not even a banishing it back to where it came from, um, which wasn't really held was like this energetic state in the air in places that have a lot of lower vibrational energy, like my hometown, the town I love, Patterson, New Jersey, but that place is full of negativity and toxicity and homelessness and crime and all that stuff. Um, so it was very interesting being almost 40, not quite, and coming across something completely new. You know, shadow people, I know there's going to be something new popping up and around every corner because they're so like, massive like such massive difference between how they behave and it's fascinating sometimes for me to watch them um ets the same thing but when i come across a completely unknown new entity but it may only be that for me there may be other people who've had experience with it and obviously um i would not self disclose so much if i wasn't very concerned and wanted to get it off my dad so um just wanted to throw that in there i'm yeah. i'm also very curious what it is i mean can we protect ourselves from it? Who else does it attach to? I want to know everything there is to know about everything. If you watch my channel, you'll see I cover like a million different topics um, because that's just who I am. I love words and I love knowledge, you know? Yeah. So if anybody does have any ideas or want to uh, try to help with this, uh, we'll put Gemma's email in our show notes, or you could just email us and I can forward your information on to Gemma and, um, let you guys discuss it a- again. For me, it sounds like this is something like a, a parasite almost in, oh, in a different realm, but it also makes me think of, uh, uh, I always remember or can't remember the name of these things. Topas. I think they're called where it's Tulpa. like a cl- 
I keep saying totem. I meant tulpa. That's that's the word. I that yeah. was escaping. yeah a creation of your own energy. People think or it's a collective mind, conscious. Yeah, like you get a lot of people thinking, you know, worried about terrorism and stuff, and then what happens? A, a terrorist attack or you know things like that. So. But this is more like a supernatural type of a, right. a situation where all you this know, energy is going out there. It's crazy you said that because I was recently talking about um, a spirit that I had channeled a while back. Um, I, th- I think I mentioned, did I mention this when we, we spoke in the last um, interview, we were talking a little bit about collective conscious. And I said there was a, an entity that I had channeled that- I believe um, so. Yeah, that her husband had in fact murdered her. Oh um, yeah, you had you had hinted to some of this, yeah. Yeah, and he, I mean, then that's exactly um, what this, what this, or what that is that you're speaking of is like the collective can really do some really great things, like a consciousness shift, or it can really do some damage if it's negative, you know. Which is why, guys, it's really important to clear your home of resi- negative residual energy. Um, if you, you know, you're not experiencing any haunting or attacks or anything like that. You just feel a little stuffy in your home or you went through a recently, like a really bad time. Um, then you can take some white smudge and look up on YouTube, how to do the prayer. That's okay. As long as you're, you know, you're pretty sure that you don't have anything in there. Um, there are ways to cleanse residual energy from negative feelings. You could have a brand new home and you got into a fight every single day for a year with your significant other or your kid or something that's regular residual energy that builds up. I highly recommend a spring cleaning of the spirit. I like to call it. And I do it right around this time of year. Um, takes me a few weeks where you just clean out under your beds, clean out in your closets, clean out your refrigerator, you know, clean out everything you possibly can, uh, smudge those corners, light some sage candles. If you can't deal with the smell and, and get rid of that residual stuff because it could eventually, if there's enough negativity, it can take on a life of its own as a tulpa. And I see that so much more often now, again, than I did back in, you know, 22 years ago in the year 2000, when I first started really working with them. And, you know, I I know people will probably poo-poo this and go, oh, there's more of that woo stuff and all that. But nobody would would poo-poo or do the woo-woo type of sound if there was a prayer chain going around for somebody in your family who was uh, on their deathbed or they didn't know what was going on. And you get, you know, a thousand people or a whole congregation in a church praying for somebody to get better. And we all, we've all heard the stories. They've been on the news. They've made movies about it. So-and-so it's a miracle. They just healed. Well, the negative of that is true as well. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's just what you were referring to, you know, stay away from those negative energies, but the good energies happen as well. So you, you can't have one without the other. It's, you know, it, it's a dualistic world, you know, yin and yang, black and Absolutely. white, good, evil, you know, so I, I, I just want to just put this warning out there for people. If you, if you think this is too paranormal woo woo for you, just think about that because I bet you know somebody out there that has uh, healed or, you know, I, I mean, I have a friend from high school whose grandson was born with a defective heart and had to go through all kinds of surgeries as just a newborn 
and you know everybody's you know send the prayers and and all this stuff and they were like he's this this baby's not gonna make it you know we hate to tell you this that kid's like two years old now yeah. and, and all of these people were were you know behind it like praying for them and giving good vibes and thinking about them and you put that out there you can't tell me there's not something to that there's that you know there's at least something to it whether whether you whatever you want to believe it is um i believe in it because i mean it's real i get a lot of hell you know and i expect it um when i come on other people's shows i go in the comments and i'll you know especially on youtube and i'll look and you know i did um another show recently where they put it on YouTube and people were like, Oh, she watched the sixth sense too much. And I'm like, that's the first five minutes of that interview. The rest of it was about like ETs and shadow people. And I'm just like, you just came into this looking for a reason to poo poo what I was saying. And that's okay. um, Because I know my own experience and that's why I'm very, very careful to never ever call someone a liar or say, I'm, I'm psychic. I know most of the time when someone's lying, I know when someone's not a cryptid huntress remotely hunting Bigfoot from their couch, but I would never ever <laughs> say that to somebody. I would never um, do that because what if they are having some kind of experience that I'm not picking up or I don't possibly understand? I know what it's like to be shunned by my own family. I know what it's like to be literally eight years old and locked up because I see and hear things other people don't. Um, I know what that's like, and I would never, ever do that to anyone. And you know what, if you don't want to believe it, you don't want to accept it, then that's okay with me. You know, I'm good with that. I hope that someday you do come to some kind of understanding of it. Um, because it's a beautiful thing when you look at the good side of it and spiritual elevation side of it in the light. Um, but mainly so that you can understand the darkness that surrounds you um, at all times. Yeah. And, you know, uh, kind of piggybacking on that. um, If you are hesitant about understanding this, just know that our universe as our government now is now acknowledging UFOs, UAPs, and things like that, and a UAP task force, and there's congressional hearings that have happened. The universe we're finding out is much stranger and paranormal than anything we could ever probably dream up of in our own little minds. And to think that you have all the answers is... And that's what turns me off with some of the people in the community is the and that the that answer say, is nothing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Of that, you know? Right. But when you have a governmental body and other governments as well, starting to follow suit saying, yeah, there are these things in the air. We don't know what they are. Okay. It could be alien. It could be advanced humans from, uh, uh, that have been hiding on, you know, maybe in plain sight, maybe down at the bottom of the ocean where we can't go maybe under Antarctica or something, right? All of this stuff, it could be all of this things. And once you can open your mind to thinking about and accepting how big the universe, people can't even comprehend how big 
earth is like we could take all 8 billion of us and stick us in a, a state the size of Texas with one acre of land and we would not be crowded all 8 billion. That's how big the earth is. Yeah. I give 8 billion. It's almost, people. You can't conceptualize it. You can't yeah. right. You are a flea on a gigantic dog when you're on the earth, but you're very powerful. And these are these. Yeah, these are these this knowledge and stuff that I think we had 100,000, 200,000 years ago, because we've been around with this size brain for at least that long, if not longer. And you can't tell me we haven't been through these resets and this up and down before in the past and natural disasters and things. And we're now the, the most advanced we've ever been. Okay, well, what about the Vedas where they talked about wars happening with nuclear weapons? You know, things like that. It's it's just mind-boggling. But all I'm saying is that people should keep their minds open to a universe that is in energies around us that that are here that we have no idea what it is. So the best thing, if you don't want to believe it, fine, just go back to sleep. And, and right. go in the it, matrix it, like the <laughs> matrix and yeah. there's a couple things that you touched on um that i just you know want to touch on really quick and that's um well i'm trying to take little notes here but um with energetically i wanted to say um yeah i'm um, doing the same thing i'm sitting here scribbling <laughs> um, michelle's very proud of me she's over here nodding at me as you know the school cool. teacher does sees me <laughs> writing down notes yep that's a good that's a good little student <laughs> i love it i love it you guys are so cute um like i found um a client recently well it actually was a friend and her son was going through absolute terror i mean the guy was emotionally um wanting not you know to end it all and he didn't want to leave the house and he was just i mean the most despondent i think i've ever seen someone and i did a reading for him and what i explained to him was and this is true for a lot of people myself included i have to go get cords cut um that attachments that i have to negativity, people, places, things. So I just gave him this reading, which he didn't really want me to do. Um, and he didn't want to listen to, but I will tell you, and I'm not bragging because it's not me. I'm just the messenger. It changed his life. He pulled out of his depression at 20 something years old. He got his first girlfriend. He's getting a job all because of some things that I explained to him. He was so empathic and had such an ability to hang on to things. He had brought things with him that he was holding on to at some 20 something years old from four different past lives, negativity, bad experiences. They were leeching on him like a monkey on his back. And he didn't know how to get rid of them until he was aware of them. Now, had he chosen not to accept what I said, and like you said, gone back to sleep, he would probably still be in the same state and not finally having a girlfriend and finally enjoying life. And that's what I love so much about what I do is a lot of the time it doesn't phase people and they just move on with their day. But every once in a while I get someone like that, that really is just willing to try anything. And I'm usually that anything, you know, what I do, people like me are usually the last resort. Let's be real. Right. I mean, no one wants to admit that they've gone to a physical medium because they're depressed. Um, but it happens. I'm not a healer of any kind, except that I give messages from spirit. 
as far as past lives, I want to tell, I know we're, we're going long, but I just want to tell a really quick story um, that's been in my head since the beginning. So um, there was this woman, it's not someone I know, it's a story that I heard that I believe. So this woman um, was in a new house and she felt very drained and like bogged down. She was probably had abilities and didn't know. So one day she goes into her living room to throw some uh, firewood in her chimney or whatever. I don't use my fireplace. So she put some wood in there and the house was built in like the 1700s and hadn't had much upkeep, um, but it was livable. So she's in there and she's, she starts feeling really dizzy and sick. And when she turns around, there is suddenly a dinner table in front of her made of all wood, wooden benches, a big giant man who looked like some kind of farmer and um, a woman who was calling kids for breakfast. She can hear it. She can see it. It was like watching a life size movie, a play right in front of her face. The woman called the kids, two kids came, a boy and a girl. The one big man sat down next to the two kids. The other big man sat down, the wife served the food and she's just watching all this. And all of a sudden the little boy taps the man next to him and they're, they're the ones not facing her. So they would have to turn around to look at her. The little boy taps the big man, whispers something in his ear. The man turns around, the little boy turns around. They look at her and point. The big man whispers something to the little boy and they both turn around and go about their business. The mother looks up, looks her dead in the eyes and the whole scene vanishes. What happened? What happened is time is not linear. Past lives, present lives, future lives, they're all happening right now just on different dimensions. The Gemma Jade that didn't take notes during this interview, the Gemma Jade that isn't drinking Red Bull and smart water, but that's drinking regular tap water, the, you know, Wayne that decided to shave the wizard beard, um, all these different. <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> every decision that we make and don't make. And I know, again, this is so massive. It's hard to conceptualize guys, but please understand that I know this as truth, please. It's all happening. So sometimes what we're seeing is not a, a spirit or an entity or um, even residual. It's simply we slip time slips, glitches in the matrix, whatever you want to call them do happen. And they happen very often. So I wonder, was that woman the quote unquote ghost to that little boy? Was he a physical medium in his um, 1700, you know, um, 18th century life? Am, Am I as a physical medium just witnessing? Now I know I see spirit and all that, but am I sometimes witnessing, um, these time slips? Yeah. A lot of the time I'll tell people, well, you have a very thin veil in your house and you are slipping into these other people's homes and they're looking at you as though, what are you doing here? Because they're still living in 1600s right on this property, right in this spot, right in this home. And unfortunately, there's nothing you can do to rebuild a veil except understand what's going on. Hope that they do because next thing they'll be trying to exercise you, right? But that's what happens. And these are just really important things that I want people to understand and know whether you believe me or not, that's fine. Um, but I really hope that's that collective consciousness shift, you know, shifting as a consciousness. Yep. I think you said it great right there. Um, well, we've been going like an hour and a half. Yeah, I could talk. <laughs> I know it. I could, I could talk. And we got through one, item I wanted to get through, <laughs> which was shadow people. I'm so I, sorry. I, I I have no that's all that's talk a lot. You no, know, that's what it's all about. Um I've got alien species I want to talk about and your knowledge about that. Black eyed children, you kind of hinted on that. And then you brought up something I had to write down portals. 
mm-hmm. and possibly talking about ley lines and nexus points where these ley lines cross and things like that. Um, but I think we're going to have to like start wrapping this up because mm-hmm. we've been at it a while. And uh, I think this would be, a, yep. Yeah. I think this would be a good point for us to kind of start wrapping this up and uh, want to talk about what you got going on in the future. But I did want to give people some report. I don't know how long this will take, but <laughs> after your last reading that you did for Michelle on the last show you were on, and then our one friend Burton from the lost in the dark podcast, some very interesting things happened after that reading. One of the things you talked about was, um, Michelle's uh, spirit guide being around her, having the name of Noreen or was it Nora? Nora or Noreen. Noreen. And what did you end up finding out about your mother's? Well, my mom's middle name is Nadine. Nadine. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was interesting. Also, you probably it. You Um, were talking about a, uh, a a financial like not a windfall but more you know well anyways kind of a a little thing happened yeah a little bit of money she she won a little bit of money with the michigan lottery nothing like thousands of dollars or nothing like that but it was very weird that what was it michelle two days later that you just happened to be playing online and it was a couple days. I yeah. was playing on Michigan lottery in, in, in one, one, you know, a couple hundred bucks. It was just very interesting. Um, it's like, is this the windfall? Right. Right. <laughs> and so, it probably you know, was, if there was nothing else, that was it. No, no major big investments or anything, but you can't know, retire yet. <laughs> not right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be getting retirement out of anything like that. Um, but then what was really interesting and, and, and I'm going to go on the dark side here a minute. Ooh. And I promise not to mention any names. But you had mentioned you did a reading and you kept on talking about um, Mercury in retrograde and how that can mean for, you know, you're you were picking up on this. Watch out for snakes in the grass, people to stab you in the back. And you were saying you weren't sure if it was for Burton so much or if it was for me or Michelle. Watch as your podcast gets, you know, more and more uh, likes and and popular, I guess. Watch out for people stealing ideas. Don't put new ideas out there and things like that. Well, let's just say. We've run into you did some not of those. Take my people. advice. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I guess I should have wrote it down on some sticky notes and put it up on my. <laughs> well, let's just say that it happened and leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. And in very disappointed in people in the community, and I guess why I didn't uh, uh, really think about it much is because everybody's always throwing around this idea of about ufology and, and the paranormal being a community I'm calling BS. Yeah. It's I about, call shenanigans on that as well. Yeah. I, I am calling uh, a lot of people are out there to, to be YouTube internet stars 
and just wanting to grow their channels and take from little people and and take ideas and use them as their own after they say they don't know anything about that. And we don't want to talk to you about that because we're not really up to speed on that topic and then release a show. That's all about it later. So that tells me that, are you really, are you really in it for learning and, and and helping people learn about things or advancement of the field? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it just, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't really think that would apply because how everybody uses this word community mm-hmm. and the backstabbing and stuff that I've seen that have, that has gone on and oh, you, yeah. you know, and, and who's, who really is valuable to somebody else that they can, you know, use for their talents or their ideas or whatever, and then make their, you know, $10 off of YouTube ads or whatever. Um, and so, you know, here we are as little naive, ignorant school teachers and dipping our toe in something because we had an experience and a passion and that's yeah, the difference, now, not to interrupt you, but that's the difference. The yeah, passion we and learn. The, yeah. Right. We want to yep. learn and we had started learning in 2018 just by talking with people on Facebook in our Facebook group. We didn't start the podcast to do anything else other than to talk to people and, and look at what are your experiences and things like that. And we've talked to people from MUFON now. We've talked to people like you. We've talked to authors like Terry Lovelace, Ray Samansky. I mean, all over the place. And it's so diverse with so much information out there um, and so many people's ideas are so different because I think they're having such different experiences. Um, and it's, it's just kind of a, a letdown in a way of the, the behaviors that I've seen. And I don't know. Uh, it feels like I'm in, uh, I'm, I'm at work at the high school dealing with drama that, you know, has caused us as a podcast now to really rethink about who we talk to an interview on the show and uh, things that we want to bring up. But let's just say there is that dark side of ufology and the people um, out there and you can't trust everybody just because they say they're part of a community. I think that word gets used as a, as a dodge, as a, but we're all part of the community. Yeah. Well, you're still an individual person with your own individual goals and you don't care about what you got to do to get to where you want to be. I just want to cheer right now because I, (laughs) Oh God, you're just, you're so right on. And I love that you're being very respectful about it and you're, when you have the right to be uh, calling out people and you're not, and I, I respect you for that, for keeping your integrity and your dignity intact, despite what was done to you, things that have been done to me. Um, just, we just have to be more careful and understand that not everyone has our intentions. Okay. Not everyone has the same intentions. We're good people just trying to advance the community. So not everyone's like that. And I'm, I'm glad I gave you guys that message and I hope that it sticks more with you um, and with me too. Oh, um, it, as, it, it as does. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. 
So, all right, Gemma, what do you got coming up? I know you got like 3,000 shows and stuff you're working <laughs> on, 30 books in the works. Line it up for I'm us magic, to tell us what's baby. going on. <laughs> um, okay, so I have the Gemma Jade YouTube channel, all right, and there you can find mostly I discuss paranormal topics, extraterrestrial, supernatural, listener encounters, that type of stuff, my own experiences. I have Moon Bear Oracle, where I do Oracle. I'm trying to get a at least a monthly for each astrological sign going. Um, that channel is slow going, but I could use the subscribers over there. So it's just Moon Bear Oracle. Um, if you'd like a personal intuitive Oracle reading from me from um, I was going to say from now to June 3rd, but I don't know when this is coming out. If you'd like a personal intuitive Oracle reading from me, I don't have a set price. I really just do it by donation. Um, like a suggested donation. So, and it's very low. So if you are interested in that, you can email me at moonbearoracle at gmail.com. It's seven to 12, possibly 15 cards across three to four decks. Um, I go really in depth. Wayne was just telling you guys about how I was accurate about a few things. Um, the last time when I pulled for, um, he and Michelle, I have a book coming out that is a collaboration, um, with Steve Stockton. It's a hundred, I believe it's tentatively titled 101 real short ghost stories. And our goal, <laughs> and I say this because Steve said it was to make these stories scary, true, and short enough that the average person could use the toilet while reading one. All right. So that's how long it's going to take you to get through one. Um, they're no longer than um, a couple of minutes. And then I have the shadow person um, beyond the sleep paralysis demon book coming out. Um, and I mean, that's pretty much it. You can find me here and there on interviews, but mainly on my channel, Gemma Jade and, uh, doing my thing with the Oracle cards. And then you'll get more information from me over there about other side projects and things like that. And thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I can't wait to come back already because I, I love so much to talk about. Yeah, there really is. There really now, is. If somebody wants to support you in, and I, I don't know if people really understand this or not, but when people donate through, let's say, YouTube, isn't that like, don't, doesn't YouTube take like 50% of that or something like that? Here's, Is, yeah, here's what I normally tell people. Um, I will put like my Patreon in there, but during my live streams, I, and in my, the description box of my videos, I put my PayPal link and my Cash App ink, uh, link because I got a $99.99 donation multiple times. And YouTube took $49.99 out of that. YouTube I've only pays once a month. So um, if you donate, you know, on the first, I won't even see the money that I do get um, until the 21st. So if somebody wants to support me, usually I buy decks with it. I buy crystals and, you know, usually things for the channel. Um, I would recommend PayPal or Cash App. Um, and that's usually what people donate through because YouTube, you know, they barely give you with ad revenue. And, and so it is easier that way, but you know, come on into one of the live streams, Wednesday nights, eight, um, seven 15 to 1130 Eastern. I do a four to four and a half hour, one card, um, weekly reading poll for anyone who comes in free of charge. And that's about it. That's what I've got. Awesome. All right. And of course we'll have all of those links in the show notes. So um, if you're interested in going over to one of her channels and supporting her, hit that subscribe button. Also, don't forget about ours as well. Help us out. Subscribe. Let us know that you want us to keep doing the show. 
uh, it sounds like it's going to be a feisty year, especially with Mercury and retrograde. So let's see what's going on. All right, Michelle, any last minute words? I would say until next time. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Gemma, for joining us. Well, that was kind of a creepy interview. And man, Michelle, what happened to you? I, well, it, that's the whole thing. I think about 75% of the way into the interview, my my head started hurting. And I'm like, okay, is this the weather? You know, take some ibuprofen. But it was literally one of those crippling headaches. Yep. That it was just time for me to go to bed, shut my eyes, and hopefully it was going to go away. Yeah, you got you got hit pretty hard there because I looked over at you and you were like stretched out on that computer chair, like in some serious pain. And it was when she started bringing up, um, what was it, talking about the the name of your mom, what her nickname was, and or no, it wasn't a nickname. Her, it was her middle name. It her was, middle name. Yeah, yeah. It was that. Just you know, a, a combination. I think maybe two. Um, my my brain trying to analyze and and visualize everything i found the whole idea of and i never heard of this before but the shadow people attacking like her mom and other people she said that she's had to deal with that that were actually under attack by these shadow entities whatever they were that was the first time i ever heard anything like that i found that extremely interesting well you know the first time that i ever heard shadow people um was uh almost like a flashback to the movie ghost and the shadows that would like drag along the concrete and pull oh the souls into the depths right. of hell so and it's like you know you wonder if someone who was writing for that film and any other film who you know that's done this and i feel like i'm going into a film analysis were they ever an experiencer of shadow people or you know did they do the research of shadow people before they decided to implement that into some sort of film so i don't know you i i hear these things and then i like try to paint a picture in my mind yeah and compare it to things either that i've read things that i've you know watched on tv in movies well that was one thing i wanted to ask Gemma, and i never got to it is is there like ancient writings or is there past writings of shadow people or these things i think she said something about the djinn at one point yeah she talked about the djinn man i i just i don't know they just sound like disembodied souls or i mean just depending on who you talk to and we're going to have a guest coming up here hopefully uh toward the end of july that's going to talk more about this and the et connection to the supernatural and yeah let's not give too much away no i'm not so, going to give but, too much away but we're going to have a very interesting guest who, who is a uh demonologist uh, okay a, just to leave it at that wayne leave it at that i can't help it i'm excited to have him come on and talk so all right michelle where are we going next well what about youtube oh yes youtube hey everybody we got a youtube channel <laughs> 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 
<laughs> don't forget, we're on there. So if you like to listen to podcasts on YouTube, for whatever reason, you can find our shows now all up there on YouTube. Just search us out by typing in Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. It's all one word. Yeah, including all of the other major platforms, too, including the one that you're listening on. So, and then remember, if you have a story you would like to tell, we would like to talk to you. You can reach out to us at mi.ufo.podcast at gmail.com. Send us a brief summary of your experience and we'll contact you to discuss things further and try to get you or your story on the podcast. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet lately. We need some uh, ghost stories or something. To I know I need some time in. back in communication corner. Yeah. So please send us those stories. And then also, if you like the podcast and would like to rock out some of the latest swag we have, head on over to our online store at www.miufopodcaststore.online. So, and we've got some new designs for the second season. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And then don't forget to check out our Patreon page if you would like to support the podcast there. It is patreon.com forward slash M-I-U-F-O-S-P-E-P where you can sign up. We can't wait to give you a shout out for all of your support. And also something new that we have is you can buy us a coffee. And it's what we're drinking right now. Absolutely. <laughs> it is a teacher's Drink of choice. Oh, it, no, it's not drink of choice. It's survival liquid. And I don't know if it's my survival or the kid's survival. Well, One of the two. Possibly both. Somewhere in this house, there's a coffee cup that says, my coffee is my anti-murdery juice or something like that. Yeah. So anyways, you can buy us a coffee. Just uh, find the link in the show notes. Click on that and you can make a, a donation and buy us a coffee. As low as like $5 and every little bit helps the show and helps us get more guests and buy new equipment and things like that. So $5, that's a gallon of gas. It's not even a gallon of gas right now. <laughs> not from what we Jeez, saw in town. Five nineteen for regular right now. Oh, all right, folks. We're going to wrap things up. Yep. And uh, once again, everything that we talked about can be found in the show notes. And Michelle... Why don't we just go ahead and call this a night? Yeah, have a great night, everyone. All right, everyone. Have a great night. And remember, keep your eyes to that sky. You have been listening to the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. You can reach us at mi.ufo.podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at mi underscore UFO and join our Facebook group by searching for Michigan UFO sightings and paranormal encounters. So until next time.